0: You're listening to the best of the TomBernardShow.com, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant.
1: Who, me? me? <laughs> well, if I'd like to really know scene, if I was married to a horror piece of shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you oh, could just look at her license.
1: My
2: She's special stripe. That
3: was oh, amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles.
4: It's not how you use it,
3: sir. (laughs) um. It's really sickening
0: that anybody would be into radio this much. It is un-goddamn-believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it.
4: Thank you, Tom. You're just
2: delicious. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I drink.
1: About eighty. Another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you as always by Bradshaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had Dave Fulton in studio, a new and improved Dave Fulton from five years ago. Talks a little bit about life as a dad, and then, and then we talk about guns, a lot of guns.
0: Dave Fulton, five years. Five yeah. years, man. I yeah. can't believe that. Five years? So why five years? Where have you been? I know where you've been, but why didn't you come back and see us?
4: <sighs> Don't take it personal, man.
0: I, um, I'm taking it personally.
4: What happened? Well, five years ago, 20, 2014, we, my wife and I were just starting the process to adopt a child. Oh, that's cool. And um, so, yeah, we, um, we went through all that, which was uh, horrible. And then, um, horrible. Yeah. The process is horrible. Really? Oh God. I didn't yeah. know that. Really bad. Really bad. The, um, and then three years ago my dad passed away. Oh God. So I had to deal with all that. Yeah. And, um, and then you go, Hey Dave, you're going to go to Minneapolis in six months? And you go, well, I'm thinking about it. And they're like, Oh, you want to go to Amsterdam? Yeah. I'm going to gig in Amsterdam if you don't mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to yeah. do that one. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, um, that's the big thing. I'm a dad. Uh, we adopted a little boy in London. Um, and it's, I talk about it in the show, the, uh, yeah, the, it's crazy. Cause everybody wants white girls. They can't keep they want white girls. They cannot keep white babies on the shelf. Right? I wonder
0: why that is. <laughs> yeah. Not the boys though, just they the girls. They
4: fly off the shelf, you know? And if I was a parent,
0: <laughs> off the if shelf. I was a
4: parent and I had a mis, you know, disruptive little girl, I'm like, you have any idea how much we can get for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. so we, we, we wanted a boy and we wanted under the age of two and, uh, and it's weird because social services, because it's not like here, there's not a lot of money to pay, but you have to be screened because they want to make sure you don't sell it. You know, yeah, be good, It'll be good. <laughs> and they, um, it was crazy because they're uh, um, why you're you know, like we want this, this is kind of what we want. This is the parameters we're healthy, blah blah blah, under age two. And they always kind of do the um, oh that's really great. We go well. We got a little girl from uh, India. She's seven and her and her legs on backwards, and she has a lovely smile. And you're like, well, no, we don't. <laughs> well, we, no. you know, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but you know, you know. Oh, okay, all right. Well, we have we have another little little boy. He's uh, he's eleven, and he and he starts fires, but he's <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we no, no we want to yeah. So. Um, but the fact that we didn't we didn't specify you know ethnicity we were like yeah we, you know well we, that's what we want and <clears throat> that's what we're looking for and my wife is is uh, London born and raised uh, so she's you know a, a multicultural like you can't believe and yeah you know, but working class like I mean working class here is kind of like yeah well no working class you know lower working class which she's from. Um, is like dirt poor like yeah, you know using yeah. cardboard to wipe your ass that kind of stuff that's and, not uh, good that's not <coughs> so yeah we um uh and i was like yeah okay you know i'll go along with that so um uh yeah long story short, short we uh we talked a, uh, a little boy and his uh his mother's second generation jamaican and his father's uh from nigeria so mm-hmm. guess what yeah
0: jb's his name he's sitting right <laughs> down there <Yeah. laughs> i missed him <laughs> Oh God, he's gorgeous! Yeah, uh, is he that happy always? Yeah, that's phenomenal. Yeah, he is. Um, I don't want to mess with your phone. It went no, off no. but I was going to show it to the, other uh, people. Yeah, he start uh, pushing <laughs> buttons on your phone. You know? He's
4: uh, uh, he's just this happiest little kid. Man, he's he, um, a cute little kid. That's great. And um, he's just got a ton of energy on him. Um, he doesn't and he doesn't back off. I mean, he. Uh, I told him the other day. I said, "Yeah, he's just always, yeah, he's hell on the wheels. He's always moving around and." And somebody said, "Well, uh, oh, geez, David, is it because he's black?" And I'm like, "No, it's because he's six. Yep. <laughs> yeah, What do to do with it. You know, that kind of thing." Does so. it mean he moves around like because he's black? They yeah. asked me that. <laughs> I asked
0: JB the same thing. <laughs>
4: he yeah. said, "No, it's not. That's because of that." <laughs> yeah. So he, um, and of course, you know, he's he's kind of going, you know, uh, he's he's putting everything two to two together, and he <laughs> said, "You know, mommy, daddy come from your tummy." And we're like, no, you came in. We named the the birth mother's name, and um, we said, well, what what happened was, you know, you know, mommy chose daddy, and uh, daddy chose mommy. Like I had a choice, and um, (laughs) (laughs) didn't get a vote. And then we found you, and we and we became a family. That's phenomenal. Yeah. So, um, and he, you know, we we I've taken him back to Idaho three times, and didn't have to arm up. That was kind of cool. And um, good,
0: good. In parts of Idaho.
4: Other parts, maybe uh, North Idaho. North Idaho is is the um, yeah. It's uh, North Idaho is it's turning into the Republican Lake Tahoe, you know, in Coeur d'Alene. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Coeur d'Alene's
0: gotten that that big. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, conservative. It's,
4: well, it's it's always been conservative. The thing is, the yeah, weird, that's true. The weird thing about that, it's been conservative, but not like alt right. You know, right. There were some people who came in um, with a uh, with money, and they were like, oh, we're gonna do this, and this, and this. And the people in in Idaho were like, well, we're not really into that, you know, because you're more... uh you're out of your mind, and we don't do that. And Where do,
0: um, How do you get a flip I've been looking for a flip phone. I want a flip phone.
4: Oh, this is a burner, man. I got this at like Safeway for, oh for $10. Yeah, that's my burner. Because if I, I, if I use my up. iPhone, which is for the UK, yeah, yeah. it's like a dollar a minute. With a burner, it's like pfft, whatever. That's
0: wh- I love flip
4: Yes, yeah, so yeah, I'm like... I mean, um, yeah. This
0: thing in your pocket is a pain in the ass.
4: It's too big. Well, this is an iPhone 5, and this, it took me a long time to get to this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you and I are a lot alike there. Right? Yeah, it's I not like a... Reason. What's that?
1: I was going to say I have an old flip phone I don't use. I have a sidekick I don't use. <laughs> what's, All a, those, what's a
0: sidekick? That was the one that slid. Open. Oh, slid over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you had the keyboard. But I had. But I, had just, a, I have a flip phone too. You know, what do you have? A suitcase in your pocket? I hate how big this thing is.
1: Well, they um, they got to a point where they wouldn't take them back and trade.
0: And, oh, really? So yeah, because
1: they good Right. So I just started collecting <laughs> these old phones because I knew at some point they, they would
2: become nostalgic.
4: Yeah, guys, I've got like three Motorola Razors. One of those yeah. yeah, I got <laughs> a
1: couple of
0: them. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> three of them. Yeah. Did you ever have one of the originals that were like this big and they looked like a brick?
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. The no. no. Shoe yeah, yes, so anyway. you. But you know, there's, there's a company in the UK that will take that phone, gut it, and put modern technology in it. Really? Yeah, so when you look at it, it's got a little, um, uh, like a smartphone screen on it, so you can, you know, do everything. Really? But when you pull it out, it looks like the old brick phone. Yeah, those things were unbelievable. They yeah. weighed about 800 pounds. It was like $12 like... a minute, you know. One it was of those... <laughs> $12 a minute, yeah. that's
0: exactly Hold on,
2: I need to make a call. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mention
0: that, because I left, I was driving a convertible, and I ran into the grocery store, and didn't even think about, it. I left, because I wasn't used to having a phone, mm. you know, at that time. I left the phone in the car, and I got back, and somebody stole the phone but the great part of it is I went back to go in the store and I saw it on the ground. In other words, it was such a pain in the ass he just threw it away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, We stole this, but we don't want it. <laughs> for,
4: for the longest time, I had a Samsung B2710. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it looks like a candy bar. It's a brick. you know. And I tell people, you know, if I ever want to bully you with my phone, I'll just, you know, because it's waterproof, shockproof, I'll just, you know, set it on vibrate, wrap it on bob wire, hammer it up your ass, <laughs> and then, then call myself every five minutes and watch you bleed out in the pavement like, <laughs> like an Ebola victim. So, and I loved that phone for a long time, but, you know, it, I just finally, people were going, look, you can get the emails, like, I don't care about the emails, but I I got this because now I'm actually getting work off the back of it, you know, because you know, oh, yeah. I get alerts and this, that, and the other, and... I mean, it's not like I don't have it to just suddenly film races. I don't have it like that, but, uh, oh, but. which uh, you you guys are in America way We get some of the best, you know, <laughs> smartphone racist footage yeah. in, in, in Europe. It's just like, wow, look at this lady, you know. You think, oh, you mean the lady at the uh, – where Where was she? In, in Charlottesville. Was or Charlottesville, or, in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I well, have I, black uh, friends, but these two ladies are – I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God. God. I said what it to
0: JB, and he got all mad. <laughs> yeah. I just don't get it. <laughs> but <laughs> – now, why in two thousand nineteen would you ever drop the big N ever again? Yeah, why would you do that?
4: Mm. Uh, yeah, it's Makes um, no sense. Well, yeah, it, it's. <coughs> I, I um being in North Idaho, we had the Aryan Nations, and these have – oh yeah that's they true. had parades for Hitler's birthday every now and then oh, God, in the late seventies, early eighties. Oh. You know that little compound eighteen miles north of town and. And so I was a little bit worried about bringing my son home, but it was—they're gone. They got sued. They're—they're out of there. Oh good, um, well that's good. So it's, um, yeah, you just wonder. And then, and somebody said, "Well, Dave, why don't you, you know, ever thought about moving back? Because I got property there." And uh, I said, "I think about it," but then, you know, um, I I can't afford the insurance here because we had national insurance there. Right, right. You know, and it's based on your income. So I essentially pay somewhere between, I like, you know, U.S. money wise, about twelve, twelve to fourteen hundred bucks a year for full coverage. Oh, god, that's phenomenal. Full coverage. And um, and it's not the disaster you see online, and you're like, oh, you can't pick this, you can't pick that. You oh, have to, yeah. There's a you know death list and all that kind. Of, my mother-in-law is 93, and they still treat her. I don't know why, but they still do. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing yeah. is, is you know, I, I don't want my son coming home from school and going, oh, daddy, we had another shooters drill. You know that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, you know, can, all the yeah. kids are carrying bulletproof rucksacks. Can I have one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, you know, and I don't want him waiting for me outside of Walmart and have some crazy white guy shoot him in the face because, you know, he was like waiting for my dad. You know, and, You've you know, got too much
0: melanin, you have to go. Yeah, yeah,
4: you, yeah, you know, like, where whatever. do you get this privilege? you like, oh, from a white guy. And then he just pointed to me and go, I got it from him right there. Yeah. There's the guy so right I'm, there. I'm going to turn him into a black redneck if I can. Yeah.
0: Well, he's already got a cowboy hat. Yeah, That's a good no, start. No, he good loves start. it, Yeah, yeah. loves his cowboy hat. I just think it's—I don't know. First of all, I've always liked your viewpoint on the world, anyway, because you tend to be very honest. A lot of—not a lot of honesty anymore.
4: Well, you know what? You know, what I'm really tired of is—is is not only that people are willing to be honest, but people there's no accountability. No, you God, no. No, no. no. I've no. noticed I've, I've backed way off of Facebook stuff because people will say stuff, and I'll just go, that's, that's not true. Right. And then you go, where'd you get that? And you go, well, look, I'm not going to send you this. You know, Google what I just said. You'll find out that. Or I'll put the link up. Oh, that's not true. It's fake. And you're just kind of, ah, you know what? Nobody's ever gone, wow, thanks. Wow, I didn't oh, no. know that. That's amazing. No, no, there's none of that. Yeah, so I, I just know accountability. And it and, and, and starts from the top down. We have the, the president will say something. And half the world is going what? And and then they'll show he'll reverse this thing and they'll go. Oh, by the way, four days ago, four hours ago, four minutes ago, you said this. Now you reverse that. Are you admitting that you were wrong? And he'll go no, no. Oh no I, no no no. He's yeah, he's always been he like has that, no though. humility. And he, he learned that no. from 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 Cohen. Um, his uh, uh, oh, yeah. the old fixer his dad had, yep. <clears throat> you know, because he, he, he was there all the time to help him out. And, you know, when they got in trouble for not renting the black people, they'd always come up with some excuse yeah, and kind of stuff. Yeah. So, but Cohen taught him, you know, uh, always double down, never, never back down. Always, you know, if you're wrong, just keep going, just keep blowing through it, and eventually yep. people will go, uh, 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 uh. Well, the,
0: you got Cohen over there, and then you got Salolinsky on the on uh, on the other side, who was just, yeah. resist, 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 and don't agree with anybody ever. Yeah, like God, get laid. Yeah, you know, go and have <laughs> sex, have a nice time, and calm down.
4: Yeah, go into the go into the, like well, you know, like I'm sure Ruth Bader Ginsburg could give a wicked hand job <laughs> with,
0: <laughs> those, with, the, with those claw like you oh, know. Oh, that's so sad. She's what, is it, 91 <laughs> now or so? She said, is she. I love her. She's great. She, yeah, well, she's an opinionated person for about four foot nine. She yeah, really is. Yeah, that was a good she's... job. Have you ever been in the Supreme Court? Uh, what are you saying? The room? No, oh, not oh. you. <laughs> I mean, not the, not no, understand. no, I haven't, I haven't. It's it, it, when you walk in there, it's hilarious because there are nine chairs at the you know where they sit, and there's four here, one here, and four here. Right. Because she's so small, they had to give her this massive chair <laughs> so she could be at head height with everybody and, else. and look over the over and, the tables. Right. Exactly. It was nice. phenomenal. It was like Ruth must sit there. Yeah, she does.
4: Well, I like the fact that she was friends with um, uh, Scalese, whatever you yep, know and yep. and they were completely polar opposites, yeah, but they crazy. shared a love for uh, for opera, and so when they were yep. done with work, they went off and we don't see that anymore. we don't see the uh
0: that was a great world
4: then, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, and then it's um God, who's the other guy you know Pelosi, who is just you know she's like this weird viper in the corner who just <laughs> just goes she's seen everything, done everything. Just, you know, got, has enough money to, you know, write a check to God and. And so when she gets threatened or this and that, she just kind of goes, yes, okay, okay you know. Oh, and she and does. the hand clap, like, good for you. Oh, good for yeah, you. she does, yeah. Yeah, now, look who's sitting at the big boy's table. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then when people attack Cummings, they're like, why well, do you go back? Like, Cummings, for Christ's sakes, the man was part of the civil rights? You got to cut him some slack here. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime somebody from the military comes up and they're like, go, well, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. You got to look at Cummings going, Jesus, man. Yeah. You know, you avoided bricks and guns and everything in our own country yep. and, and we're we're, we're falling all over the guys. Thank you for your service. You know the only reason he got in the military is because he stole a car, and it was either that or going to jail. Or going to
0: jail <laughs> a, lot you know? of that, a
4: lot of times. So I don't know. So I'm, I'm getting trouble because the uh, you know, oh you don't respect the military because you weren't in it. I'm like That's... no, I studied. I stayed in school. I got a degree, and and then. Um, yeah, so and yeah, I got that, a lot of friends of mine in the military, and they're going to get mad at me for that. But they're not going to get mad at you if they're real
0: military people. They think it's
4: funny. Well, right? they're mad at me because I, I can shoot better than them. That's well, see, problem. there you go. <laughs> well, you're from Idaho. Yeah. What? Well, that's another, I got a buddy of mine he has a comedy club. Mark Tuggan, he has these comedy clubs in the, in the UK called the Glee uh, Glee clubs, and they're amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was working for him before Christmas, and he, Hey, how's your son? I'm like, oh, pretty good. How's your boy? And he's like, Oh, he's good. He's like seven. Yeah, this Christmas we're getting him a PlayStation, you know, because he's into that, and we think mm-hmm. it's time for him to get into the video game thing. And I go, ah, that's not going to happen. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, look, I'm not into it, you yeah. know? I don't I don't have any problem with the else to do it. My wife doesn't want to do it. We're not going to buy it. We're not going to spend 300 you know, pounds on a, on, a, on a video game. He's like, well, what if he wants to play? I'm like, well, we can go to his friend's house. He's yeah. like, so you're okay with him playing Call of Duty? I'm like, no. He goes, well, how are you going to stop it? I said, look, if he wants to play Call of Duty or you know, Grand Theft Auto Five or something, we'll go back to Idaho. We'll get all my guns out of storage. I got seven. And we'll shoot them all, you know? There, there you I, this is what it is. This is a forty-five, This is an AR-15. This is a Winchester Model 94. Oh, yeah, that hurts when you, get, you pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah it does. You know? <laughs> this is a, real, <laughs> this sure. is a real deal. And then you can go back and like, hey, get this. And he'll go, I shot a real one of those. And then they'll turn the game off and go, really? You know? Yeah. Boy, a different deal. Not the first
0: time I ever shot, because I have a, a Glock twenty two, which is a forty caliber right. handgun. It actually hurts to shoot that thing. It's just so incredibly powerful. like <laughs> Man,
4: yeah, I've got I've got ACP forty five, um, Colt forty five, nineteen eleven, and it's got uh, I've got uh, magazines got eight in a clip, and normally it's seven in a clip, one mm-hmm. down the pipe, and um, yeah, I used to shoot competitively and all that kind of stuff, God, and love it, and uh, was going to get hired to do some contract work out of that country, and that didn't come through, so uh, yeah, all kinds of stuff.
0: I have six I have six uh, handguns, and I've never killed anyone. I know it's. Amazing. You're due. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> we gotta
0: take a break. Be right back. <laughs> More with Dave Fulton at Acme tonight and tomorrow. Best of the Tom Bernard podcast.
2: No one dared to ask his business. No one dared to make a slip. The stranger there among them had a big iron on his hip. Big, big iron on his hip. That was
1: Dave Fulton on the best it of. Was early in the morning Coming up next. We had Larry D'Amico in studio. Right yes, the, the delicious food, D'Amico.
2: Next. He's an outlaw loose and running, came the whisper from each lip. And he's here to do some business with the big iron on his hip. Big iron on his hip. We
0: are just telling some stories off the air, which some can, can be repeated and some cannot be repeated. But Mary and Larry, ooh, and Mary and Larry. I like that. Kind of rhymey. Larry's just Poetic. staring at me. He's just staring at me.
3: <laughs> PR. How many years have I known you? P- PR.
0: PR, yeah. <laughs> PR is good. Well, you got good PR anyway, don't you?
3: Most of the time.
1: Best. <laughs> yeah, you have the best. I do all well, we got the, the best.
3: time. Professionally, we have the best PR.
0: Well, see, there you go. So in other words, you don't have to work that hard because they, there's nothing bad about working with Larry D'Amico. <laughs>
3: there is nothing bad about it.
0: No question about it. It's absolutely true. And, yeah, and you're right, I didn't, and that particular thing we were talking about, I didn't even start playing, much less didn't finish the round. So, you know, it's one of those deals. So what are you up to?
3: Um, well, we just opened the uh, new clubhouse, or the, the older clubhouse, but redid the clubhouse at Edinburgh, uh, USA. The and you just course. opened it? It just opened in April. Excellent. Uh, we did it for the city of Brooklyn Park. The park board hired us. We did a remodel there. My brother designed it. It's absolutely gorgeous. We put in new menus, and we're doing events there, and we're pretty excited about it. What
0: brother designed it? Richard. He doesn't even work anymore. How yeah, huh? he, he design
3: it? He does. He does. He lives in Florida, and he, I work. he, he, Florida and he I I works. Know, he lives, I, I have another brother. Broke. I have another brother too. We never talk about. His well, name is Archie.
0: Archie. He's Where's
3: Archie? Television. Where? L.A.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. What does he do?
3: Set de- design. Set design. Yeah.
0: That's cool. Does he like your food? Loves it. I'm in a huge, huge, I have a huge dilemma because my favorite lasagna in the world is D'Amico lasagna. I love it. I've been talking about this on the air all the time. But I got it sitting right here, and I'm not going <laughs> home afterward, so I have to send it with either Andy or Alex or somebody to, to put it in the refrigerator. God, it's, I've talked about this before. There, there is a D'Amico by my house right in Golden Valley just off of, uh, what is that, Rhode Island?
3: Uh, Yeah, kind of right there 55
0: 55, yeah, 55 in Rhode Island pretty much It's a great restaurant Your people there are really, really good too
3: They're great people They really are The thing about it, when you go there, you walk in there, they all have a smile on their face I love that, I'm proud of that
0: Absolutely. And that's what it's like. Yeah, the last thing I want to do is walk in. I'm hungry. You know, you're crabby. It's like, eh, I don't think it's going to work for me. Not, not necessarily anyway. So, Mary, how did you get stuck with, I mean, how did you end up with Larry?
1: <laughs> it's a pleasure working with Larry. Um,
0: you, can, just, you can bend that up just a little bit toward your oh, mouth. Yeah. There. Okay. There you
3: go. Perfect. Um, our agency, rep, PR, has been working with them for, geez, four years, five years. So, I've... Catherine's old friends katherine repke old friends with these guys and just started working
4: with them and our whole team loves it
0: yeah i mean this can't be look i gotta tell you i don't think i've ever been in one of your restaurants that i didn't enjoy immensely over the years well the first one was down at the butler square
3: cucina Cuc- Cuc- d'amico cucina, D'Amico cucina. Oh, what yeah.
0: a great place
3: yeah it was it was a great place we loved it
0: and absolutely you were there quite some time
3: 22 you? years
0: 22 years on yeah. uh, and you closed how long ago
3: 10, 11? 32 10, 10. years ago I was going there. You know, it's crazy. The
0: awning's still up there.
3: Is it really? Yeah, yeah. No, no one else went in there. <laughs> well, yeah. they built the stadium, and they put that yeah. ramp to the yeah. stadium. So now the restaurant is actually subterranean. So, I mean, who wants to rent that? You know, something yeah, down below suppo- grade.
0: Yeah, I suppose. Well, is it true that Minnesotans will not go upstairs or downstairs to eat?
3: Never heard that.
0: Oh, you never heard it? Because I've been told, literally, well, that's well, I was well after Morton's closed... Yeah. Over at the gallery, was it the Galleria? Is that where they were?
3: I but wish you have told me that about 20 years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, you probably should have. But in any case, no, it's uh, well, that place was always packed when I was in Morton's. No, no, no! I'm talking about your place, oh, Domenico yeah. Cucina.
3: It was a great restaurant. It
0: was. So why did you why did you move? Because it, um, it was just down. St-
3: our lease was up, and you know they built the stadium, and we just didn't feel good with the yeah, being true. on the lower level down there, and no, you no longer could valet there. You can no longer oh, pull that's in right. front. I mean, there were a lot of moving parts to it, and we decided to move. So,
0: I, you know, Dougie Becker. Oh yeah. Tells one of the greatest stories about valet downtown Minneapolis. He pulls up in front of a place, uses valet, gives his car keys to a guy. The guy wasn't a valet, he just left with his car. <laughs> he wasn't the valet, he just stole his car. It's like, only Dougie Becker would that happen to.
3: I can't tell you how many times I've been somewhere, like on the golf course or somewhere, playing with somebody and... and Somebody will say you don't remember me, and I said will say no. And they say I used to valet a Cucina. Oh, you know, there's a lot of people. Our coffee people? guy, our coffee guy, Vito, uh, he used to valet. We've been using him for thirty years now for all our coffee, and he used to valet a Cucina.
0: That's wonderful. How many restaurants do you have now? You got some in Florida too, right?
3: About fifteen.
0: Fifteen? <laughs> do you really? That's about 15 I like that he goes About 15 Loses count (laughs) Yeah He loses count No but your food has been We've talked about this Many many times Minnesotans for some You guys were from Cleveland Originally
3: aren't you Yep I thought so Parents had a restaurant there That's what I thought 35 years It was a great restaurant Called D'Amico's Restaurant It ended up being Because they remodeled it A few times it was one of those restaurants where they wheel the carts around and make Caesar oh, salad yeah, yeah, sure. and carve yep. Chateaubriand and make uh, crepe suzettes and things like that. It was a mobile five-star restaurant, mobile travel guide, five-star Phenomenal. restaurant. It was great.
0: How many years was it open?
3: 35.
0: 35 years. God. So you guys come here. How did you end up in Minneapolis?
3: My brother met a flight attendant.
0: Oh, I remember that. I'm coming to think about it. Yeah, I do remember that.
3: And they fell in love and got married, and he moved here. They tried to move back, but they weren't really happy going back, so okay. they came back here, and he started doing consulting work. And he got the contract at International Market Square to open that. In oh, which, that's right. 1984, sure. he said, hey, Larry, come on out. You need a chef. That was 35 years ago? Good Actually, 30. yeah, 35.
0: 35 years. Oh, my God. I The Lion King came out 25 years ago. We're talking about the new one that's open this week, 25 years ago. Time's flying. That's all I have to say. It just is. I have not seen Richard in a long time. How's he doing?
3: Good. good.
0: I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, he's. It's funny because you and Richard are not a lot alike. Richard keeps it pretty close to the vest, but at least he did around me. I don't know. Maybe he didn't trust me.
3: (laughs) That might have been it. No comment.
0: <laughs> Very funny. But yeah, I remember he used to be able to play some golf. You're a, you still you still chip one handed. Yes. That's phenomenal. Where did you learn that? And that's legal, right? You could do that, right? <laughs> I mean you could chip with one hand, can't you?
3: Can I tell a quick story? I'd love I'll to try hear to your make story. It quick. So I'm in a, I'm in uh, LA Orton County, flying back, and I got upgraded to first class. And uh, I sit down and I'm sitting next to this gentleman with a sh- Uh, short gray hair, and the flight attendant comes up and says, Mr. D'Amico, will you be having dinner with us tonight? And I said, yes. So she goes back to get me a beverage, and the guy next to me looks at me and says, do you chip (laughs) one-handed?
0: He knew you?
3: He said, are you Larry D'Amico? Oh, there
0: you go. (laughs) There it is. World-renowned, chipping with one hand.
3: He was a member at Edina.
0: Oh, he was? Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I I tell you what, the, the... I've known, well, I met Richard there, then I met you after I'd met Richard there. And that golf course, Golden Valley, is one of the greatest layouts ever. They're going to have to do something with the grass because every year they have to deal with. But they have at Oak Ridge and Minneapolis and all the rest of them. But that layout of Golden Valley is one of the best layouts of any golf course. There's I've ever no
3: played. two holes alike. No, nope. it's amazing. You're, the, you're right. The, the piece of land itself is spectacular.
0: It is. You're absolutely right. It is, and it's got its own little foibles, like you. Had, On uh, number six, you got to be careful not to hit the wire going across the box. But I I think I hit that once in the 30 years I've been
3: there. I hit it a couple times.
0: Even a couple times, too. It does piss you off because you have to hit the ball pretty well to hit that
3: one. Sometimes it helps you. (laughs) <laughs> Once in a while, just kick it forward. No, <laughs> his shot's going right.
0: Oh, well, that's true. Yes, that's true. It will, it will, yeah, and then you get just to re-hit. So that's cool. But no, it's it's a lot of fun. That's that is so great that I, God, I didn't realize I've known you guys for that long. That's amazing.
3: That is wonderful. Late eighties, right? I mean, yeah
0: absolutely god
3: i I mean i didn't belong to golden valley then but richard did
0: richard did yes that's why that's why i met you after richard because he was a member there and then i met you after where were you before
3: i didn't belong i played the public route
0: oh you did like edinburgh oh i gotta tell you an edinburgh story you'll love this right so jesse calls scott studwell and me and said will you come out uh, I'm having a, a having a fundraiser out at uh, at Edinburgh Golf Course, and you and Scott Studwell, if you would come out and you could co-host it. And I said, yeah, absolutely, no problem. That was back when I used to get along with with Jesse, <laughs> and Scott Studwell. I adore that man. Scott Studwell is one of the greatest guys ever born, semi-good athlete too. <laughs> but but um, God, now I lost track of my thoughts. Oh, so yes. So he said, okay, we're going to have the fundraiser. And I go out there, and Scott goes out there, and we're talking about, you need to elect this guy, the mayor of uh, of Brooklyn Park. He's a great guy. I've known him for years, and Scott Studwell's saying the same. Oh, Jesse's a wonderful guy. and all. Around. So, he, okay, now it's time uh, to ask a few questions of your, your next mayor, Jesse Ventura. And Jesse walks to the mic, and a guy up front says, you've got a question, Jesse. What do you think of uh, Edinburgh, this whole development? And Jesse says, and I quote, we should have never bought it. <laughs> I said, I just endorsed a guy that says bought. <laughs> I
2: was like,
0: oh no. Oh, no and Blatton. I looked at Studwell and like <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, that's a that's a hell how'd you get involved in, in Edinburgh?
3: Do you know the story? You don't know the no, story? No,
0: I don't know the story.
3: Uh, when it was originally built in 1987, the course, you know, it's a Robert Trent Jones yeah, Jr. That, course. So it's great it's course. got great pedigree. Yep. And they built the clubhouse. A, a man that was um, a member E Edina built it. It was private. He mm-hmm. built it himself for $6 million. Jesus. So it was a public course with a private clubhouse. We ran it. We helped design it back in 87. It didn't work out and he didn't make it. So we were gone. And the city took it over. He sold it to the city. And the city took it over. And uh, they ramped themselves for a while. And then they brought somebody else in. And then this last year, they contacted us and said, hey, we'd like you guys to come back. We said that was 30 years ago. But some of the people were still there that remembered the relationship we had. And they liked it. So they asked us to come back. And we did.
0: It's a great clubhouse. I mean, it's beautiful. It's like a rock
3: it and looks look like a, something out of Scotland. Like Scotland, Ireland, yeah. It yes. does,
0: absolutely. It's very, very convenient to, you know, it's a situation. Some people you go, Brooklyn Park, they go, eh, I don't want to go to Brooklyn Park. But it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's in a great, well, Kirby Puckett used to live on the golf course, if I remember yes, right. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did back in the day. That was a while back. That might have been a long while back now, come to think of it. So so you got you got involved again. And you opened in April, the mm-hmm. restaurant part of it. The, the golf course had been, I cannot believe, it was 89, you said? 87. 87. So, yeah, it opened like a year after I started at KQ. That's right. That's amazing to me. It is. Now, A question I have, I'm assuming uh, that people don't necessarily have to golf. They could make a reservation.
3: That's probably one of the problems we have that people don't know that it's open for the public so you don't need to be there's a a saint andrew's club membership there but it's also a public course right and uh you don't need to be a member in fact it's it's totally the golf course and the clubhouse and the restaurant and the event center are, are all open to the public
0: yeah, and people need to know that your food is. And look, it's not just because I've known the D'Amico uh, brothers for several years now, but your food is. Not you know he he was nice enough. Larry was nice enough to bring me lasagna. It is, and I told him this a long time ago. Because of the Golden Valley, I think I bought every one they've ever made out of the the store in Golden Valley. <laughs>
3: I think. I'm not sure. Hey, can I tell you a a little plug for myself? You know, this Wednesday we're celebrating Larry D'Amico's birthday at D'Amico Sons. Do you know about it? What are you,
0: 45?
3: Close. (laughs) (laughs) 104.
0: 104. Oh, you look good, man. We're
3: celebrating our birthday. We do it every year. It's like the biggest day of the year, and Mm -hmm. all pastas are half price. And if you come in for dinner at night, you get a free piece of birthday cake.
0: No, no, when is this? Wednesday night. It's what, like two days? Yep. This That's cool. Down. Honest to God.
3: And some people may get lasagna.
0: <laughs> Mary, I need a table have price
3: for half Half-price lasagna. Half-price <laughs> <laughs>
0: lasagna <laughs> on top of it. No, honest to God, it's one of those. Yeah. I, I like to, you know, we, we have another friend at the, at the club, Scott Foster, and I like to talk about the jobs that he does, too. You and Scott know each other pretty well, don't you?
3: Yes, we do. We're good friends.
0: Really a good guy. Great and, guy. I would say this, Larry, you wouldn't, you know, because you, you moved here in, in 89 then or, or I mean, 86 to build in 87. Is that how it worked?
3: Uh, we moved here in, I moved here in December of 84. Oh, 84, we okay. opened in January of 85 at International Market Square. We had a uh, restaurant okay. there first called Primavera that was, oh, yeah, was yeah. pretty good. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely it was. I remember that. But what I was—the reason I brought that up in the first place—is before just about the time you moved here, then there were about three good restaurants in the entire state, and that's very, very true. I mean, you had—you had, of course, Murray's, which has always been wonderful. Uh, I think Ocean was Oceanair there yet? No, and but
3: five ten was there.
0: Five ten was there, right? Yeah. That was wonderful. Not many good restaurants, and really not one good Italian restaurant.
3: Pronto was around. Yeah, it was all right. You know, there were I can't remember it so long ago, but there were, you know, there were some good restaurants, not like today. I mean, there's like so many good restaurants nowadays.
0: It is a great food town now and it never was before.
3: You know, I but I travel a lot too. We go eat in other towns. Good move. Every yeah. town is a great food town now. It just yeah, didn't happen here. Like. It's like you go to Cleveland now and they it's a great food town. They have a lot of new restaurants.
0: And that's I like to talk about that you know I, I don't know if you ever hear about it, but I do talk about your restaurants a lot and how much I love the lasagna and and supporting Scott. I think when people do a good job, everybody needs to support them, yeah, you know these these great restaurants are not gonna not gonna be around if you don't support them, so I try to do as much as I possibly can, but the food is, i i'm not gonna I'm not gonna support a restaurant that sucks. I'm not doing that you know every one of the places that you've opened is just terrific. I mean, you know that. Scott, same way. He does a great, great job, and it's, it's a very nice thing. The whole thing is. So, you know, it's a pleasure just being around here in the schmoozing. And the, the only problem I have is, you know, you get the two of you, and then you add Emfield. It's just too much for me, <laughs> you know. It's just over the top. I haven't seen Bob in a while. How's he doing?
3: I'm playing with him Saturday. Are I, think you really? I think we're right in front of you.
0: See, I'm not going to be around next month. Oh. I gotta, this is an interesting thing. I have. Oh, that's not this Saturday. It's the next Saturday after that. But I have. A, I'm doing a speech at Hazelden, but I never went to Hazelden, so I don't know why they asked me to do a speech. But I guess I'm just going to go. I'm going to do it. It's not a speech actually. I'm doing a Q and A, so that ought to be interesting.
3: Should be interesting.
0: Yeah. I just tell pretty much everybody I know has been through here. So one of my favorite stories about Hazelden of all time was uh, a friend of mine's there. Did I did I lose volume? Yeah, that was weird. I what don't know all? why. <laughs> that was odd, all of a sudden, oh there you go, okay, I'm fine now not a problem, but but in any case, a friend of mine was up there and uh, he said he's standing in the lunch line and he looks out the window and there's a guy with the pajamas on, you know, he's in the hospital, right and he's running down the road, and I don't know if you've ever been to Hazelden before, but it's kind of secluded, it's not right in Lindstrom Minnesota, or Center City, I guess is what it is but he's standing next to one of the doctors and he goes, there's a guy running away he goes, don't worry about it he goes, what do you mean don't worry about it he goes, just watch for about a minute Guys running and his pants fell down and he tripped and fell mm-hmm. apparently the guy tried to do it all the time but he never made it past about 200 feet and then he had to turn around and come back Oh, my God. It should, that should be – should I tell that story out at Hazelden a week from Saturday?
3: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Hey, gonna, hey, can I put on some of your pajamas on? I'm going to try to run away. You should I take
3: lasagna out. for everybody, too. Oh,
0: I should. Absolutely. Everybody at Hazelden gets lasagna. But, no, that's part of the whole deal. I just do love the fact that you guys – look, you could have come here and opened a couple of restaurants, done well, and decided, well, you know, maybe we'll go to Vegas now or maybe we'll go to L.A. or we'll go to New York or whatever. But you stayed here. And now, are you in? I know you're in Florida.
3: We're in Naples, Florida. We have yeah. three restaurants down there.
0: That's very, very cool. You could never find a Minnesota in, Na- in uh, Naples. No, an entire town is nothing but Minnesota people. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. It's unbelievable, as a matter of fact. But why do you think it is? And there are, you know, a couple, a couple other ones now. But before, basically, before your your first restaurant in '87. If you had Italian food in Minneapolis, St. Paul, there, there were a couple of small places that were good. But the sauce was always really sweet. It was just, why do, why do you think Minnesotans love That pizza is too sweet.
3: Um, <clears throat> I agree with you somewhat. But, yeah. uh, and, you know, I'd say Cleveland was the same way. But oh, really? I, I think when I grew up and, you know, I was about 1980, I was working at my dad's restaurant. and I fought my whole life to get out of it. Um, I graduated from Ohio State. I'll pause, the Ohio State. The Ohio State. And when I graduated, my dad was at my, uh, we lived two hours from there, he was at my graduation. That night, I was cooking on the line in his restaurant. Really? Yeah, and I hated it for four or five years. I hated it, and all my friends were going out on Saturday and Friday night and having a great time, and I had to sit in that kitchen and cook. And it wasn't air-conditioned yet. Can oh, imagine last God. Friday with no air-conditioned? Oh, air conditioning. God. And then about 1980, something happened in this country, and that's when the, revo- the restaurant revolution started. It started in New York, naturally, with La Den and mm. restaurants like that. And it also happened big time in California with what happened in Sonoma County with them yeah. raising products. And those chefs out there, you know, a famous one that was in town here, Wolfgang Puck. Yeah and they had these restaurants out there. So all of a sudden, you started uh, reading about uh, the restaurant in, uh, in Oakland or Berkeley, uh, Chez Panisse. Uh, in fact, we have a gentleman that was you know Jeremiah Tower, the cook there, that we yeah. have the chef at Gianni's was his sous chef. And uh, it, it uh, this culinary awakening happened then, and st- so all of a sudden, instead of making tomato sauce for the first time in 1980, I made pesto. Really? You know, pesto in yeah, a, sure. with a mortar and pestle, yeah, not in a food processor. Really? So all this new information was out there. I used to buy cookbooks and make things at home on my day off. I'd make doughs Ooh. and pastas and things. So I would be able to go to work and act. Do I have still have volume? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Do <laughs> <Still laughs> I have volume? And I could make them at work in front of everybody, and not and have already made them so I wouldn't, wouldn't right. make a mistake, you know. And they'd say, "Oh, he knows what he's doing."
0: <laughs> well, it turned out you did know what you were doing, so that's the good thing.
3: But uh, that's what I remember. That's when it started back then in the early '80s, and it was influenced from the coast and Chicago, naturally, the big cities. And people started making different things. They called it northern and, to- and southern, right italian food but they really don't talk about that too much anymore it's it's, there's more it's it's more regions there's all these regions in italy and that's what's important each region cooks a little differently and uses and because they use the products that they have in that region
0: why do you think it is that italian food particularly took off as like the global food that everybody loves
3: that's oh, kind of a comfort food in some way. Yeah,
0: it is. That's very true. It is for me. It is. I know that. Right. Because I mean, it really doesn't matter what the dish is. But I just love Italian food. I always have. And there were really no good Italian restaurants when I was a kid. You know, and a young man actually. There were, like I said, a couple of small you know places that were pretty good, but uh, the food was not like it is now. It's not even close to what it is now. I mean, everything's
3: just modernized. I think.
0: You think that's what it is? It's yes, just I just does and, it make it a lot of easier to make good food now?
3: You know, I I don't think that there's a lot of really new, new, new ideas. There are, they're out yeah. there. But people see things, chefs see things that t- stimulate them and then they want to do something like that. So mm-hmm. when they see a dish they really like at another restaurant, or they read about it, or they go somewhere and eat, they're affected by that, even if they don't, won't admit it, even if they don't know it, they're affected by the smell, mm-hmm. the visual, the taste, and, you know, it comes out in things they do after that, I think.
0: I think that's probably true. We're, we're over on the, uh, on the East Coast in Florida, and there's a place called Mario the Baker, and that pizza, I don't know how he nailed it, but he nailed it. It's it's great stuff. But it's really funny about it because we bring people down. Like Dan came down, and uh, Alex's husband came down, and he, he really loved it. And all. only a couple of people have, have said, "Yeah, you know, it's it's not as good as Broadway." But <laughs> like what? <laughs> you know, Broadway. I say I. Yeah, uh, no, that's where I grew up. Talking about Broadway, the Broadway bar back in the old, day, not when it was, you know, had the caboose out front and all that. Yeah. It was the old location. And we go eat there. And it was, a, it was a big draw. The Papa Joe's Northern was there. And it was, a, it was a great place for thugs to hang out and not cause trouble because the cops would order pizza. And they would come in and they would literally say at the front door and they're walking in they go, everybody put them on the table. So guys would take guns and knives out and put them on a the table. And then when the cops got their pizza, they go, okay, see you later. And they'd leave. It was a really weird
3: experience. So what do you think makes a good pizza?
0: For me, the dough has to be right. If the dough's not right, I'm not a big fan. Is there only
3: one kind of dough you like? Is it thick or thin?
0: It's a thinner crust. Okay. But, you know, I I like the thinner crust for the base of the pizza and then the rim.
3: The crown, yeah. Yeah, the crown. Yeah, You you want that to rise. Yes, Yes,
0: exactly. Now, I've never had pizza with, like, cheese or whatever in the in the crown.
3: That's not real.
0: <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, I've never had it, so I'm happy. You, you know, people,
3: people love cheese. People go crazy oh, for do, cheese, and the, the chain do. restaurants did that to mm-hmm. just to get more sales. Sansevier. We oh, my Cheese God. everywhere.
0: He told – honestly, God, Sansevier makes cheese. Uh, well, he makes pizza, he says. It's not really pizza because there's no crust at all. He just takes cheese and then puts – sauce on the cheese and that's a pizza for him.
3: What about pasta?
0: Love pasta. Do you I, like f-
3: dried noodles or do you like homemade fresh noodles?
0: Well homemade fresh noodles are pretty amazing like you know in a bolognese or something like that. I really love this. I have a hard time not liking pasta. Yeah, I will you, tell you. Put that. a
2: noodle in front of me and I'm <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever
3: it put. is. When I was a kid on Sunday we go to church and after church and my grandmother had 13 kids. Oh, really? Yeah. And we'd go to church, and after church we'd go to my grandmother's, and it would be like noon or 1 o'clock, and she was making pasta for 40 people. Forty people. And my aunts would be helping her, and she'd have it on the back of the chairs and everywhere, and the kids would sit down at the table, and she would make polenta, and she had a big wooden board out there, and she would spread the polenta on the table to about pizza thickness, maybe something like that, and she would put her marinara sauce on there and grate some cheese, and that was our snack before dinner. And then when we'd eat dinner, we'd all have pasta. We had pasta every oh, Sunday, man. and she would cook in three shifts to seat 40 people.
0: Now, was it the Sunday gravy?
3: It was Sunday gravy, but it wasn't together. She separated it. So oh, really? she okay. cooked the meat and the sauce for the flavor. And then she would take the meatballs, the sausage, and the neck bones. We would use pork neck bones right. and put them on platter. But, yeah, it was Sunday gravy. Isn't that wonderful? But, you know, that's not, we didn't call it Sunday gravy. That's a New York, New Jersey term. Yeah, that pretty much 90% is. 90% yeah. of the Italian food you see in this country is New York, New Jersey Italian.
0: Yeah, that is true, isn't it? Yeah. A lot, a lot of, well, certainly all the red sauces, I'm, I'm thinking.
3: Most of those things you see, what you think are Italian food, if you go to Italy, you don't see it. <laughs>
0: that's very, I tell you you what we went to Villa d'Este on Lake Como and went to the restaurant and they for lunch they had not I don't know if they were like personalized or personal size pizzas or whatever but we had uh and I'd never had this before it had a very light sauce in it so it was in a situation where, you know, the sauce was over. A lot of times in pizza, the sauce overwhelms everything, and I don't really care for that. Yeah, It's got to be part of the dish. Otherwise, it's like, eh, it's just uh, have tomato soup or H- something. Have you know. been to Rome? Not been to Rome, no. Rome just Northern is Italy.
3: spectacular. But like every restaurant you go to in Rome, there's four pastas that they have on the menu. And I'm telling you, every one, and they're the finest restaurants or the lower restaurants. They have Carbonara, Cacio Pepe, uh, La Gricia, which is cap- Cacio Pepe with mm-hmm. guanciale, and uh, matriciana. And they all have those four pastas, and they're spectacular, but you don't see them here. We, uh, You see them it. some places now. You see them... Starting to, but like when at D'Amico and Sons, we put a matrachana on the menu, nobody ever did it because they didn't know what it was. They didn't know what
0: it was. Yeah, well, doesn't somebody sell the, sell the jarred matrachana now here? Probably, I think you yeah. can buy matrachana on I don't know which stores or whatever, but um, the one thing I really loved in, in Como was they they served a pizza with light sauce and then dried beef on it. Oh my brajola, god, yeah, brajola. Brazul. <laughs> that meant something else in my neighborhood, by the way. That's,
3: <laughs> it's like pasta fazul. Yeah, it's vo- pasta fazole. Vo- yeah. Which are beans. Pasta and beans, but pasta fazul is the New Jersey uh, right. equivalent of that. Well,
0: it's even, slang. I think even Tony Bennett and Dean Martin pronounced it yeah. pasta vajoule in their songs.
3: And, uh, you know, Cola, You know, in New Jersey, A gabagool. it's
0: Gabagool. <laughs> See, I love that stuff. Growing up around, you know, Italians on the north side, it was. Look a, at us.
3: We're laughing. These guys <laughs> I look have at us, no like, idea
2: what we're like, talking.
3: Like, about. Look at us, like we're crazy.
4: <laughs> Best of the Tom Bernard podcast. <laughs>
1: That was Larry D'Amico in studio. Coming up next, closing out the show, we're opening up the. Oh, oh, all the way back to episode number 207 with Brian B.T. Turner. Former rival, turn podcast
2: guest. Next. Got a like, what was it BT a couple of months ago when I ran into you? Uh, a month ago, yeah.
0: well, probably a couple of
2: months. Wait, when we ran into each other the at Barley's? Oh, Tommy, that was a, it. Was a year ago? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Come
0: on. <laughs> Six
1: months BT at Costco a month ago. When was
2: your last Vegas
0: trip? November. Well that was November. Yeah, so It was, it was, it was yeah, six, yeah, months six months ago. ago. Yeah. Because in a 24-hour period, the Byerly's of <coughs> You know, Catherine runs up or Andy or Alex runs up or whatever to the Byerly's in Golden Valley. It's just, you know, two minutes from the house. Yeah, same for me. I'm the, just the opposite direction in New Hope. Right. Yeah. Uh, so one day I go in there and I run into BT. I hadn't seen him in a long time. I and mean, we talked about... Uh, treats and all <laughs> and you didn't forget by the way we talked about many different things standing around at barley's just happened to run into him and the day before that less than 24 hours earlier <sighs> i'm walking down one of the aisles at barley's in golden valley and i hear bernard <laughs> hey patrick what's up <laughs> it's Pat Racing can I just stop doing that morning show? And I got to how the hell have you been doing it? <laughs> dirty goddamn years? <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's a part of the, of the Twin Cities media, Minnesota media that people don't see. They don't see it. Yeah, you know that. You know we, as you said, you know BT and I are competitors, direct competitors. He yeah. does a morning show. I do a morning show.
2: Not any longer. Midday show now.
0: You're doing midday yeah, now? Yeah, K-Twin. Oh, that's See, I just assumed they were going to eventually put you on mornings, but you're not going to do that, Oh,
2: we have a great morning show. there. I oh, you know, know you See, Yeah, it's a bunch of fun. And uh, having this cool. midday show matches my body rhythm, you know? I mean, I... Yeah, I wouldn't you know, know. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, Rena, go to bed at,
2: I, I go to bed at midnight, 1 o'clock. I get up at 8 in the morning. I mean, that's that's my natural body clock. And now, my, now my gig actually got <laughs> shut the Tell hell out of how does that feel? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. You do
0: middays over there now. Because yeah. Rena is over there.
2: Yeah, Rena Perk and Kane mm-hmm, right. with the morning show. Yeah,
0: yeah. Rena. Uh, you know, I don't think I've ever personally met
2: Rena, but uh, just,
0: you know, she's dated a couple of guys I know or whatever. Maybe she's. I don't even know. She's a great woman. She, she's a great personality. Yeah, yeah. And I've never met the other two. One of them, well, I think, worked at 93X for Yeah, a Kane, for quite not a few big years. Not a big fan of mine. Yeah, big, big,
2: not a big fan of mine. <laughs> he, uh, he moved out to New York for a pretty good stretch. You know, yeah. Tom, you know, yeah. people change over the years. I mean, if you guys cross paths. No. Not <laughs> <laughs> Idealistic <laughs> bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's one
0: no, I'm sure he's fine. But, uh, and walking but, the primrose so, path. He's like, nah, fuck him. How many years were we direct competitors? It was
2: twenty a quarter yeah, of a century. Probably. Yeah, pretty so good a stretch. Yeah, probably 15, 16 15, cumulative 16. years. Yeah, yeah over different times. True. Yeah,
0: yeah. So now,
2: Catherine said, "Well, cities. Not, what happened to cities? You just didn't want to do that anymore. No, they bumped me out of there.
0: They did. Yeah,
2: they wanted to make a change. It's like baseball. They that's did, okay. Really? That yeah. surprises me. Actually, they wanted to make a change, and and that's fine. So I moved over to the sales staff because I you love it. I love to sell. <laughs> yeah, and fuck em, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> i love okay. to i love i'd love to sell, but you know that became a yeah uh, joyless soul sucking experience. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because it's a, it's the major corporate aspect of what's going on with media. You know those those big companies and the way they and you know what I'm not dissing them. They they are what they are. It's like saying hey, their- sh- hey shark, you're in the ocean, you're biting things. Yeah, they're sharks. That's what they do. You that's know. True. So they're they're big companies and that's how they behave. But uh, you know if it's selling, I like to be more of a relationship based seller and somebody that you know reaches out and develops relationships and uh-huh. nurtures them. And and it's hard to do that in that major corporate structure where it is. You didn't bring your budget in this month. You know, go get it. You know make 50 full, full, you know, phone calls today and, you know, whatever. Oh, that's so, got to be yeah. tough. Yeah. That's yeah. got to be very, very difficult. That's <laughs> super creative work, Tom. That's just delightfully creative work. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound very sincere to me, B. No, I don't think it was. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, it's funny because I knew you were doing middays, but I just, it's still in my, but because I never got to listen to you, you never got to listen to me exactly. because we are yeah. on opposite times. But you will always, in my mind, is be, oh, the, the morning guy. Yeah,
2: yeah. But good for you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Great team over there, you know, good owners and and local owners. So I appreciate that. Let's guess why
0: this podcast begins at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's why <Yeah. clears throat> it's tough. I mean, you you did it for all those years, twenty
2: seven years. Of getting up in the morning, I, I just I've never adjusted to it. No, I never did either. You can't. I never did. I don't think like you can. Every weekend, uh, Friday night would roll around, and the body, the regular body rhythm would take over. Mm-hmm. Stay up till one o'clock mm-hmm. on Friday, and get yeah. up at eight o'clock on Saturday. Stay till, stay up on Saturday, get up you know or, uh, late on Sunday, and then and then shift it all back again.
0: I make on a Monday. comment on Friday at about eight p.m. And Catherine goes, Jesus, why don't you go to bed, crab ass? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Pretty much. You have a
1: tendency.
0: What do you mean I have a tendency? I, by the way, won my bet. I made a bet. <clears throat> Can't tell you with who. I said, so Don's going to come in and do 4 to 4.15. Never going to happen. <laughs> it's going to go to 4.30 easy, which I think is wonderful, by the way, don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's going to be weird if you ever – and you're – you have a schedule you're going to have to maintain. But one of these days when you, you actually do get up and leave at 4th and you go,
1: where are you going? <laughs> don,
2: don't go. Don, don, where are you going, man? Call me. <laughs> Call me. Thanks, Call Tony. Tony. Yeah. Thanks so much, Tony. Can I ask no, a question before I leave? Who had the <laughs> well, voice? show's over by now. <laughs> Who had the voice first, Tommy Mischke or Joe Sucherey? Oh, that's interesting. Who had the fir- the voice first? That's interesting. Is one imitating the other? No, that's no, just how they that's are. That's just the way they are. Yeah.
0: Have,
4: yeah. You, yeah. have
2: you met both of them? Yeah, they're amazing people. Why yeah. yeah. are yeah. Joe Souchere? Souchere,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he said the same thing. You're sitting in that chair where BT sitting right now what was it, Joe on a month ago. Can he oh, sing? Way, by
2: yeah. the way, just to compare the voices because Mishki can sing. Oh yeah, yeah. A, I'm curious oh, if Joe, yeah, he if he is. ever, if he sings at all,
0: uh, he can write.
2: Yeah, oh, that's for sure. Did, mm-hmm.
0: uh, he's a. Not all that distant relative of F. Scott Fitzgerald. Sush is, yeah? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah his mother's his what well, his his grandma's hmm. cousin or something like that.
2: I'm glad you got that all straight. Ah, no, I don't <laughs> but
0: um <laughs> Joe Soucheray sat in that chair about a month ago, said the same thing that Don said. So Tom Remember that time about twenty five years ago? He called me up in my house and told me you're going to beat the shit out of (laughs) me. And then I went on this run for like, honestly, got about 15 guys around. a row. Remember you said you were going to beat the shit out like, I don't remember any of this. I don't know what you're talking. I was in
2: that group. You yes. called me one time and said you are going to beat the shit out
3: of How about you, BT? <laughs> you in that clan?
2: No, no, but it was my grandma. And she still, for years, she talked about that. And I couldn't do it anyway. So that's the whole key behind that. But, but it's,
0: that's... Uh, what I'm really learning from doing this show is, is sitting down with people like Joe Sucher. Tom- I had never met Tommy Mishkin. Now, Sean has been a friend of Tommy's for how long? Yeah.
1: Seven years.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. seven years. Just very, very bright guy. Brilliant. Very talented. Brilliant. He
4: is brilliant. He has very yeah. low self-esteem. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, look who's talking.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: and lovely soft skin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny yesterday. Yeah. And Don, I think you were here for part of that, but when Sean comes to me and goes... Mishki's late. We have to cut five commercials in the next 35 minutes. Mishki's late. What are we going to do? I said, it's well, fine. Don't worry about it. Because, you know, Sean has not produced Tommy or, or me doing a commercial for So Mishki comes and he sits down. He goes, okay, you ready? I said, yeah. Eight minutes later, we were done. <coughs>
2: <laughs> we did
0: five commercials <laughs> in eight five minutes. five of them out. Right? Bam. And Sean looks at us like, Wow. but that's the kind of guy that Mischke, that's the kind of brain that that Tommy Mischke has. Do you think that the, the, the ownership, you talked about this earlier, BT, do you think
2: ownership understands talent any longer? Sometimes they do. Yeah. like who yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, which company is that well obviously tom the one i'm working yes for, the one right? you're working on. <laughs> uh,
0: is it still is it northern lights is that the name of the company? northern lights yeah it's all that family yeah. owns it yeah and it, steve woodbury just got in the hall of fame the yeah. broadcasting yeah. hall of fame and by the way let me mention quickly glenn olson if you don't get him in the hall of fame you're making a huge mistake you know glenn oh
2: absolutely glenn has, uh, has some very very serious health problems like, he's very serious. I, I didn't know that, and he's yeah. had on and in, on and on and off health issues over the years and weight exactly. and this and that. Yeah, yeah. From yeah. From what I understand, he needs to be put in the Hall of Fame like pretty much immediately. Oh boy, really?
3: Uh
0: yeah. So I just wanted to reach out to to anybody on the. Uh, to, Committee, or the panel, or what the hell, ever it is, you have over there, mm. <laughs> that it's time to put Glenn Olson in the
2: in the radio, well, the broadcasting, yeah, it was yeah. The Minnesota Broadcasters Hall yes, of Fame, yeah, Pavic. Pavic. yeah. I had the honor of uh, of inducting my first boss in commercial radio, who was Jack Moore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jack really? passed away last year. Yeah, yeah. yep. And interestingly for me, I'm working at K Twin now, 96.3 K Twin, but my first job in commercial radio was <laughs> K Twin 108. Remember that smooth jazz? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, the old, Absolutely. One of the first smooth jazz stations out there. <laughs> yeah. Jack Station. Yeah. No question about that.
0: Well, I mean, and I, I, I pointed
2: out. Christ,
0: Mark Coleman's in the Hall of Fame. Anybody can get in there. I mean, Jesus Christ, they looking Coleman in Love it. you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I've known
2: Mark for, oh, Jesus, I've known Mark for 40 years. I, I, uh, I, I, owe, I owe my life to Mark Coleman yeah, and, a hand, and a handful of people. I really, I really do. do. I really do. I really do and Lauren McLeish and Mark Coleman and uh, you know my family well I went when I went through my cancer episode oh yeah you know you got to you got to fire on all cylinders is that it, true that it just snapped every, yeah, yeah. yeah oh shit yeah. what oh you, you know. need to hear this story so uh, <laughs> but but I'll, I'll finish by praising Mark and you know the people Lord, that that up, are in bro. your in, in, <laughs> That are in your inner circle no matter what kind of health episode you're going through. Right. Because you've got to be fire run on all cylinders. You know, if you, it, it's a V8 engine, and if one cylinder doesn't work, you, it's not going to work. Right. The engine is right. not going to work. And, and for me, uh, at that time working at Cities 97, late 90s, uh, uh, the program director, Lauren, and the general manager, Mark, whom you later worked with, uh-huh. uh, stepped up and just said, you know what, uh, whatever you need, whatever your family needs, don't worry about it. That's amazing. You, know, you, you go into the hospital, you come out of the hospital, you, when you feel like working, you work, when you, when you don't feel like working, and you, whether you're just feeling bad or you got to go in for more chemo, uh, in my case, immunotherapy treatments and such, uh, you're fine. Paycheck's always going to be there. You're going to be fine. Do a lot of people know the story? I don't know. I, I think I think a fair amount of people do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing yeah. what happened. I, I rolled over in bed a uh, July morning in 1998. My, my uh, at that time, six-year-old son was laying in bed next to me. And uh, I, I rolled over in bed, and I, I woke up to the sound of my collarbone breaking, not so much the pain of my collarbone breaking. That followed immediately afterward. Oh, but uh, I was leaning on that side, my left collarbone. I was kind of leaning on that side. I was leaning over to say hi to Jackson. Uh, it was summertime and he was out of school. And a, and that's the sound is what woke me up. And, and uh, you know, days later, uh, after uh, multiple trips to the dock and then finally an emergency room trip, you know, we figured out there's a big tumor on my collarbone. And it was uh, after biopsy, it was uh, renal cancer. So it was stage four cancer right out of the chute. And then, uh, and then the adventure began. Thus the adventure began. Now stage four, stage
0: four is supposed to be? terminal is it not well it's just the worst of all of them it's just yeah. the worst yeah. of all of them. I mean, okay, it's yeah. a better way yeah. yeah. It, yeah. it
4: depends yeah. on where it is stage 4 cancer can be really not that i mean it's still cancer but mm-hmm. it can be something pretty easily
2: easily cured yeah and there are more virulent forms of cancer than others pancreatic cancer is pretty tough to yeah, beat Yeah, R- renal like cancer what i pancreate have pancreate. what i had yeah. is a pretty tough one to beat so I fired some doctors along the way to be sure. Well, you got about a half percent chance. Of it. <laughs> oh, you know, my God. And it's like, <laughs> okay, well, you're it. fired. <laughs> See you later. Get a new doc. We're yeah. going. We're going. Uh, the adventure, you know, it, life should always be filled with humor, especially when tragedy strikes. I mean, how are you going to get to the other side? No, you're absolutely right. And I had a great physician, uh, Dr. John Tallman. He's a great doctor. He was my regular doc. And, and I went on to have a wonderful oncologist, Dr. Harold Launder. But, John, uh, Lori and I, my wife and I, we're real nervous you know i've been i've had my biopsy uh the the orthopedic surgeon called and said uh you know we know you have cancer you're going to meet with your your doc on monday and he's going to you know tell you what the next steps are and so we meet with the we, we meet with the doc and uh we're, we're in the waiting room and uh, john john was great doc but also a cool image uh, he, he had spiky red hair and wore earrings and combat boots just you know kind of that 30 something you know i'm a doctor and i'm going to have my own you know my own life <laughs> right. and my own kind of image you know. And that's the kind of doc he wanted to be. a uh, Different image now. And he comes walking, in. he's got the folder, and he opens it up. And Lori and I are in there. We know something. You know, someone's going to go down here. And he looks up at me, and looks down at the folder, and looks up at Lori, looks down at the folder, and looks up again, looks at both of us, and looks, says, "Man, this is seriously fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> It's Like the doctor from Idiocracy. Yeah, <laughs> 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 and we Your shit's and all retarded. Did. Right out of the shoot, we laughed. You know, it's like broke the ice. That was some good bedside manner that worked for us. And uh, you know, in a way, the adventure began. Yeah, was right it there, Dave Drovecki? Was he the pitcher who yep. was throwing a pitch? Yep. And, yeah. his and his
0: arm snapped. His arm snapped. Yeah, he had a tumor <laughs> on his yeah.
2: bone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you rolled over, it had to be like, well, this is not. This is, no, I knew right away it wasn't good. I mean, and then the pain happened, and, and, uh... Yeah, I'm just glad it was the uh, my collarbone because it turns out I had huge tumors on my uh, femur and on my vertebrae. I mean, I could have been wrestling with Jackson, you know, six-year-old, and, you know, <laughs> fell over backwards, and that would have been the break, you know, the vertebrae. And so suddenly, right. you know, now I've got a bone shard going into my spinal column because it was brittle bone. You know, there's, there's a big uh, tumor so there. So amazing. So, yeah, it really was a that blessing. You that
1: live uh, with all of that going on in yeah. your body and not know about it. Yeah, it was, just, it was just a
2: little irritation in my shoulder, really nothing to. Complain about you know, and you know, kidney cancer. No, no blood in my urine or anything like that at all. Just it was, yeah, very odd. And then right out of the shoot, I'm an overachiever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. It'd be interesting to to you find out how
0: you you're going to deal with something like that. Because I sitting sitting here today, I don't know how I would. I would deal with that, how I'd respond to that. I don't I know. I can tell you. How was it? Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Anger. You'd
1: be angry. Me? <laughs> no.
0: I can't believe that yeah. I'd go with anger.
1: Yeah, you would. You'd be angry at first.
2: That's your default reaction. You have to say that. <laughs> Whatever it is. I mean, That's you, true. you lose the Easter egg hunt. <laughs> <laughs> you want to play like John Wayne the bunny. That's what you want to do. You know Ron Rosenbaum.
0: Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> Tim Ivor. You might not have met Tim Ivor yet, but I was standing with them today over at Midland Hills. And we were going through the door, and a guy was coming out. So I held the door for him, and he just walked right by. did not acknowledge us, didn't say thank you, didn't even look at us. So I said, you walk by me again, and don't say thank you. I'm going to slam the door in your goddamn face. And Tim goes, this is really working, that whole
2: anger management. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I mean, you're right. It's my default. Yeah, it is. It's just why would you be so goddamn rude? Uh, yeah. You know why? You don't need to be rude like that. But I'm learning, right, Catherine? It's much better. Let me tell you the progression. <laughs>
1: you I can't say something can't nice. Some don't say nice. Say yeah. anything this at is all. This is an audio Dealing yeah.
2: with your anger yeah. is <laughs> that you will cease saying those things, and then you will follow them to the uh, car, a parking lot. You'll get their license number. Uh, you will call a friend, DMV, you will find out where they live. And you will go and shoot their dog. (laughs) Done.
1: Done. Why are you giving this man
2: ideas? Why? This is
3: the progress. I mean, that's like the second thing. So it's not, you're not going to
2: engage in a fight right there. It's going to be a slow burn. And then over time, you'll get to their house. Okay. And you'll decide not not to shoot shoot the dog. dog. And then the next one will be I'm not going to drive to their house. I'm not going to go to the house. Right. Okay. I'm not going to make the phone call because I know how all of this plays out. And so it just works back. Until you're right back to the place of gone, if you walk through that fucking door again (laughs) without saying thank you, I'm going to beat your fucking ass. <laughs> the drama, and then you're going to feel great because you'll have all yourself back. That's
3: true.
2: <laughs> <being> my complete <laughs> self once again. You'll drop to your knees and say, "Where was I?" Somebody on <laughs> the chat room. Uh,
1: somebody on the chat room. Rick S says, "Tom told me he was going to beat the shit out of me in 1992." <laughs> <laughs> you threaten a lot of people.
0: Lot of I didn't
4: people. know that before the podcast, but I'm I realizing now children. how much you
0: threaten. I don't people. remember a any. Moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Catherine did a good job. You shouldn't be exposed to that part of your father's. So. <laughs> yeah. And Bella's completely bored with it. She's asleep. She's, she doesn't
1: care. She's and a dog.
2: She's been threatened.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: Bella. Yes, I threaten has. Bella all the time. <laughs> she handles threats really, really I well. I say, I'm going to kill you. So Ooh. tell us about your other. I do. I'll hear about your other. She thinks
4: veggies. it's
2: funny.
0: Oh my god! About the other what, Tom? You have other like, like several other things you do. Oh
2: sure. yeah, we have the fine foods company LT in the kitchen. We make all sorts of good stuff: uh, layered cheese appetizers, these cheese tortas that we have in the studio every day. Yeah, yeah,
1: in in really really nice. I'm trying to not eat.
2: <laughs> I've always wanted to say this into a microphone. Hey Shelby, how's that ball? <laughs> I'm eating uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Right,
1: is it devil's food, <laughs> angel food? What
2: is it? Yeah. That one looks like, yeah, it looks like a uh, chocolate with chocolate. Uh, yeah, chocolate chocolate. yeah. The best white gourmet sprinkles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you come
1: from a family of good cooks, fine chefs?
2: Uh, you know, there's a lot of good cooking in our house all the yeah. time, but my wife, she's just an ace when it comes to all this kind of stuff. Don't Look at he's going right down to the stick. <laughs> he's taking that ball right next to the stick. <laughs> oh, the second thing I just wanted to say. yeah, Don in the
0: room. You? it. Indeed. It looked delicious. Indeed. <laughs> and Donna, by the way, BT, I should tell you, Don, before the show started, Alex brought her. Cookies in the not Cookies. What are they then? Chocolate.
2: <laughs> Let us see. i I got some cashews in there and some craisins. <laughs> raisins and, and dried now. blueberries.
3: Oh, yeah, that looks good. <laughs> and I mean, cinnamon.
2: Would, there's no dairy now, you said, Alex. That's no dairy, no sugar. Okay. And what's the, what's, no sugar. The, what's the chocolate sprinkly on there, though? Oh, the it's dusting. just cinnamon. Yeah, okay, got it. Ooh, that smells good. I'm going to save it for later. Okay. Because <laughs> we're talking now. We're talking. I guess we're talking. Yeah. About we're talking now. So, Don, what do you think? So far, the treats are good.
1: <laughs> 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 uh,
2: well, www.lt.com. Thank mm-hmm. you. Lt.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Lori, my wife is Lori Turner, mm-hmm. and uh, and you remember, you know Lee Valsvik And yeah, when, when Lee absolutely. and I started doing the morning show together absolutely. at Cities, BT and Lee, and it was and it was and B and uh, Lee was making jokes. Well, you're BT. I'm LV. And then Lori was writing in, mm-hmm. uh, emailing, and said, Well, you can't be LV. Then I'll be LT. You know. <laughs> and and so then, thus another nickname was born. And and uh, and then she's the name on our on our food company. The Lt in the kitchen, so she spells it phonetically. Though yeah. she's cooler. So than you she. do she
1: catering the plus the food. Well, we
2: don't. No, we don't do really you catering at catering. all. No. No. no, no. We we produce fine foods and you know, push it out into the into the retail marketplace. Yeah. So <laughs> nice. now, Where would your products be available? Uh, we're at all Kowalski's markets. <laughs> I looking love the Kowalski's. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah. Good, good people. They really are. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. <laughs> and find specialty shops all across the Twin Cities, and, you, and we sell a lot just directly to our customers too. We're in Golden Valley through the website. Uh, you live close enough to our our commercial kitchens in Crystal, so you could swing on by. I'll take care of you. You know, I know a guy. <laughs> I
1: know a guy. He knows. we get a deep discount. BT, awesome.
2: are you here just to talk about yourself? <laughs> Okay. Yes. All right. Tom, I'm just going to take my headsets off because I'm have to leave now. But wait, I don't you, think there's I'm ten miss more minutes. There's ten more minutes for you to talk yeah, you're about. You're leaving me. ten minutes before the end of the show. <laughs> you're leaving ten minutes before the end of the
0: show. It's, it's a, record. The it a record line. It is a record. It is a record. I won my bet though. <laughs> yeah, I hope you <laughs> until
2: 4:50. <laughs> yeah, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no. Good oh, to see you, my brother. Don, thank you, buddy. sir. Thank you. See you again soon. I'll See you Monday. Thanks for eating my ball. Thank you. Oh, and by the way, for wow. the next
4: show, don't forget to log into the chat room if you wish. You can just go to our website and then just below the on the air light, it says live chat room. Just click on that and go on in.
0: Don, by the way, wants to do a bit. He was talking to me. He wants to produce a bit <laughs> because people, for some reason, people think they have to call the Internet. They do. They they think I <laughs> think they have to call the internet. So Don wants to write a bit and produce a bit where people are
2: trying to get through to the to the internet
0: to the internet. <laughs> well, I have to talk to you the Tom Bernard podcast, which is on the internet. Is this the internet? Is this
2: the internet? <laughs> so you know which W do I use? There's three right. of them. There. there are
0: three of them. Oh, and by the way, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, at the very beginning of the show, for people who do not know, that's James Adomian doing uh, Jesse Ventura. Yeah, yeah, that's a good it's, impersonation. Isn't it the <laughs> best. He's He's good. He's very good. <laughs> did we, Tony, did we ever use the www? Oh, yeah. That's on there. Is
2: it on there?
1: Yeah, it is. It's on the double front double and double the back. You <laughs>
2: you. I want to hear him do the HTTP <laughs> semicolon slash <laughs> semicolon. 612-313-0287-88 or
0: 89. We're
4: going to get those rolling over soon, hopefully.
2: Now the mics are getting bored. What, what is give the, what, the mic something to do? The
4: mics. The what? Oh yeah, someone reverse? in the chat keeps saying this show is like a reverse McSkinny.
1: And you have to tell Don what a McSkinny is. Do you understand this? Oh, when,
2: when, he Skinny- was, when he was on with Jeff yeah. McKinney on WCCO, was in the masked, Oh yeah, he, we, we, sure,
4: maybe. sure.
2: Mm-hmm. I remember that. It was wonderful. So but
4: what the re- I don't know what that is. Don is not here anymore. What would the reverse McSkinny be? What would that be? Sounds like a naked diving term. Yes, it does. I
0: mean, how would it be a reverse McSkinny? Do you understand that? No, I, I'm, Call
2: not, in I'm not and quite tell getting us. it. Yeah. yeah,
0: there you yeah. go. Yeah. yes, there you go. Exactly. So you you have the the. Uh,
2: so it's not catering, but it's a fine foods business. Yeah, we just make we make fine foods and, and push them out to people's mouths.
4: They are fine. <laughs> yeah,
2: they are fine. <laughs> thank you, say. thank yes. you very much. Which one of the food? lollipops should I have? They're made with the disco dust today. Disco wow. dust. Disco, disco no, doll. Did you take the chicken? same thing? you got to take a picture.
0: I, of. Well, I, took, I cool, didn't take a picture of the lollipop. You've got to take that? a picture yeah. of the lollipop. Cake pops. Yeah, take a
3: picture of that. Cake, yeah, cake of that. pops. Uh, i oh, oh, man.
1: I yeah, Tom, if we yeah, really yeah, have uh, John I'm Lassman on the show at some point, we will not eat any treats he brings in.
2: No. No. Have you heard about his stories at parties? Hey, man, those brownies, I'm not feeling too good. Seriously. I'm not feeling too good at all. Oh, my God. <laughs> We've been doing... It. Do you like that? Unbelievable. Thanks, brother. Mm, we've Rubble been cake. doing this for about three years. My, our our oh, yeah. son, Cosmo, he's, uh, his name's Jackson Cosmo, so you'll hear me call him both. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's our top producer. He's, he's become a real foodie. It's a, it's a fun thing to have him in the kitchen working. He's, he enjoys it. You know, he embraces it. That's, that's cool. Well, yeah, and, you know, you've got you your kids hanging with you. It's fun. It. Yeah. is it working with your family great? Yeah, it it's family is. family's wonderful. It really is. Um, how how do you keep the all. cake so moist? Is it the fact that it's sealed in a, in a shell? No, actually, we cool. take the, uh, we <clears> this uh, great cake uh, mix.
0: You guys have a lollipop, man. Yeah, eat these cake pops.
2: cake pops.
1: Save one for me. Yeah, you,
2: wanna, wanna, you're you, sharing. You dry that out one. the oh, cake uh, for a day, and then you mix it with frosting, and you blend it with oh, frosting, God. and then you and then you form it into the balls at that point, point. and oh, then man. yeah, and then you dip it into that the lemon. chocolate and all the Good goodness shot. that follows.
4: That's quite delightful. Mm, <laughs> quite delightful. I can't eat the that cheese because it's too crunchy.
1: will link uh, directly to. Uh, the website, to our website, so Thanks. absolutely, we'll do that.
2: Yeah, we, we get a we get a lot of wedding business, uh, and are hoping to always generate more uh, because you know a lot of time brides and grooms they they don't want to have a full big cake and they want to have something See, that's fun and inventive. He and, said
1: we do wedding business, hence. I'm thinking catering.
2: The catering, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's
1: not like I'm completely
2: out of my yes. gotcha. Well, did I mention that gotcha.
1: also, that link would also be a
2: rev share? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Always <laughs> thinking. So oh, this man. business is doing pretty well for you with Shawnee here. Relationship yes. selling.
1: Mm-hmm. Stick a fork in this episode and make sure it's done and make sure to turn the grill off so it doesn't run out of propane the next time you go out there and you get yelled at on this episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you as always by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week from Dave Fulton, Larry D'Amico, and Brian B.T. Turner thanks for listening everybody and we will see you next week